visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we chat comics and comics culture. I'm Rainier Belinkos, and today I'm joined by Henry Liu. Hello. How's it going, Henry? Going pretty good. <laughs> now, this is an interesting day today because we're flipping the switch. Henry is usually the one. He's the one that has been uh, spearheading our podcast, uh, and we thought it'd be a good day to highlight uh, some points of view from his end. Yeah, right on. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, but uh, pretty much everyone who's been on the podcast so far has been able to give at least a little bit of their background and their fandom and their interests, but I kind of haven't done that yet, so be a good time to do it. Can't wait to hear about it. All right. So something that uh, I saw in the news that caught my eye, there is a San Jose councilman uh, who has taken an oath of office uh, holding his Captain America shield. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I immediately thought about you, Henry. Uh, as long as I've mm. known you, you've been the biggest uh, Captain America fan I know of. Yep, <laughs> definitely a fan. Uh, and I did see this news story too. And uh, as as a Cap fan, definitely, you know, I definitely read the story. Let's check it out a little bit. And it's pretty silly. I mean, the guy he he basically took his oath holding Cap's shield, right? Yes. Yeah. So, well, first off, at least it was a pretty good shield. It wasn't like some piece of shit shield. It was pretty legit, you know. It was like a pretty high-quality shield. So at least we can give him that, right? Funny that you mentioned that, actually, because my first thought was, where did he get that shield? <laughs> and I wonder if I own that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got you got a pretty high-quality cap shield in your collection, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the second thought was, I don't know. It looked, it looked pretty goofy. He just had the shield. Like, if you're going to do it, why not go all out? Wear the whole costume, you know, and he didn't have anything else but the shield. So that's, you know, oh, yeah. my point of view there. <laughs> Why didn't he go all in? Yeah, I know. If you're going to have the shield, <laughs> don, don the suit too, man. Which, which by the way, I have done. Uh, yes, I, I've <laughs> seen it. And it's, uh, it's legit. I've seen it. It's a great uh, cosplay Captain America from the first Avenger, right? Yes, it's the, the Captain America, the first Avenger cap suit. I've worn it uh, for Halloween. I've worn it at Comic Con. Uh, a couple of different Comic Cons actually wore it. So, um, yeah, um, I'm 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 in deep like that. <laughs> yeah, and it has even extended to you bringing your wife in. Uh, I remember a oh, yeah. Comic Con you both dressed up as it. Uh, can you tell us about that one? Yeah. So, and when we say Comic Con, of course, San Diego Comic Con. We should. We should uh, clarify the big one. So yeah, in uh, the 2013 San Diego Comic-Con, I dressed as Captain America in the first Avenger cap suit. And then the following year, 2014, I somehow talked my wife into dressing as the Winter Soldier. So we had uh, Cap and Bucky uh, for San Diego Comic-Con that year. So pretty exciting for for me. A big thrill for her. Um, maybe not as much, <laughs> but she was a trooper. She was a, a a good sport about it all. So what was like? What was that like? Walking through the halls of San Diego Comic Con. Did you get stopped a lot for pictures? 
Uh, yeah. I, my understanding is if you're dressed up, uh, you are a celebrity <laughs> at the conventions. Yeah, no, that's a good description because that's exactly the feeling I got. So, yeah, going back to that 2013 SDCC, um, it was the first time I had cosplayed at a convention. And, you know, I, I was, I've always been kind of the, the standpoint for these comic book conventions, which I think uh, for a future episode, we're going to go pretty deep on Comic-Cons. But uh, it's always been my sort of approach that I kind of want to experience like a little of everything, like camping out for panels, mm. uh, cosplaying, uh, signings, and just you name it. I kind of want to just experience it all. So yeah, that was my intention that year. It's like, I want to feel what it's like. And dude, I got to say, <laughs> it was a blast, man. Like, it's like you said, you are kind of treated like a celebrity uh, because, you know, people are stopping you and it's like, oh, can I get a picture of you? Can I get a picture with you? Um, and it was it was kind of this interesting sort of uh, uh, how do I say like like an existential sort of thing because I would I would be doing the same like I would see like awesome cosplayers and I was like oh can I take your picture can I take a picture with you and then other people would come to me with the same request and it's just this cool kind of thing <laughs> yeah I can imagine that's pretty surreal yeah very surreal definitely definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a uh, I I appreciate cosplay. Um, people put in a lot of work. Uh, it's it's great seeing how imaginative and creative people can be with it. For me personally, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would say so <laughs> yeah. too. I've never I've never cosplayed at a convention, uh, especially San Diego. Man, if you're if you're dressing in San Diego, that is a huge commitment. You're flying yeah. out there. You're lugging out what you're wearing. Uh, you're in the heat of San Diego. Mm -hmm. It's summertime oh, in San yeah. Diego. It gets hot. Yeah. So hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I would, you know, even though I've done it, obviously, multiple times, I wouldn't might consider myself a big cosplayer either. I was really doing it for the experience and just kind of seeing what's, what it's about. And a, a nice follow-on to that is that cap suit has kind of been sitting dormant after those two uh, conventions. But... I took it out of storage for this past Halloween, Halloween 2016, <laughs> because I, another team up, not with my wife, but with, with my son this time. So I got my son a Falcon costume, and oh, it was awesome. Cap and Falcon for, for Halloween 2016, and that was a blast. <laughs> Again, maybe a little bit more so for me <laughs> than, uh, than him, uh, but you know, he, he had fun, and uh, it, was his, it was his first Halloween in the states he his first couple of years were in china so he's uh yeah you talk about you know welcome to america you know your dad's dress is captain america so how about that best dad ever <laughs> i'm certain he's gonna appreciate it when he debatable gets debatable <laughs> but yeah i had fun <laughs> so let's talk more captain america so for me um i was a big fan of the winter soldier uh story arc yeah um when the movie came out uh that for me um, really set it in stone uh, as, as one of my favorite Cap films. Uh, yeah. Henry, I know you're a huge Captain America fan. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit about what got you into Captain America. Yeah, that's a good question because Captain America wasn't one of my favorites growing up when I was a kid. I was, I've def I've, I'm definitely a Marvel guy from 
from early on. Uh, but my Marvel, my favorite Marvel superheroes when I was growing up were Iron Man and the Punisher, and I would I was a heavy collector of those books. And yeah, I, I was I got into comics hardcore in I want to say when I was a teenager essentially, and yeah, big time into Punisher and Iron Man. You know, I, I've definitely liked Captain America and pretty much all the Marvel superheroes. Uh, but my cap fandom uh, really didn't go into overdrive till till later, and um, yeah, I think there was something about uh, in my earlier years where Iron Man was was definitely um, compelling because I mean his powers were he was he was a he was a bad motherfucker you know you, you, he was real tough to beat Iron Man you know he was definitely one of the more powerful superheroes um, as I got older um, sort of more realistic or uh, more like the common man sort of figures became more popular to me like the Punisher like he's he's he doesn't have superpowers you know and then uh, furthering on you know Captain America. He does have some powers, but he's a guy. Like, basically, anyone could be Captain America. Like it's it's interesting because his real superpower isn't so much the super soldier serum; it's that he's a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, true blue Captain America. Yeah, he's and he he's just he's just trying to do what's right, and like that to me is is what he's all about. You know someone who's trying to do the right thing and beyond that you know like i said anyone could be cap you you get some really fucking good steroids you can be captain america right <laughs> like that's that like his origin story to me is like he got he got a hold of like the best fucking steroids imaginable <laughs> right so and that's about it and he got this dope ass shield um but really yeah his what's most compelling is he's a good person and he's kind of like what I want to and what everyone should want to strive to be. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Captain America is one of those heroes where comics today, there's 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 always that sort of dark edge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, every, every hero has that dark side. Um, and Captain America is one of the few where he's a good guy through and through. Yeah. And... You know, I I love dark and edgy material, and Captain America's storylines are not you know without that stuff. But the fact that he is kind of this pinnacle of goodness, and he's always trying to do what's right, it almost makes those like darker storylines that much more interesting, right? Like he he struggles with with um, I mean, we saw what in the in the Winter Soldier storyline where. You know, he finds out that, like, like everything's fucked. <laughs> like yeah. everything, everything <laughs> he's lived his life for uh, is almost like meaningless. Or he, he just he had the, the the rug pulled from under him. You know, and that's like that's that's the good stuff. You know, that that's really it, it's it's gripping. I see that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good contrast. You have a character that's trying to walk the straight line, be the good guy through and through, living in a world where things aren't so black and white, there's a lot of gray and complexity uh, that that is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, it, when I say Winter Soldier, right now I'm talking about the movie. 
uh, we can get in the comics a little bit too. But um, yeah, there's that scene in the in the movie where Cap is talking with Nick Fury. It's like such a great scene, you know. Like the movie is is amazing with its action sequences, uh, but just a simple dialogue scene where where Nick Fury is telling him about, okay, this is the new world. And this is how we got to do things. We got to be preemptive and, and stop the terrorist threats before they start. And it, you could see that the struggle because Cap wants to do what's right, but he knows, you know, like in his heart that there's something wrong here, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's such a such a great scene and such a great kind of theme throughout uh, throughout the movie. I'm a big fan of Chris Evans as uh, as Captain America. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think he upheld what you imagined as Captain America in the movies to be? Did he embody everything that you would imagine Captain America to be in those movies? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He he's been he's been amazing as Cap, as little Steve Rogers, as big Steve Rogers, as <laughs> Captain America. All just and every. Every aspect to the character, he, he nailed it, definitely. And, um, you know, since we brought up the Winter Soldier, it, it, we can't talk about the Winter Soldier movie without talking about the Winter Soldier comics. Yes. And, um, yeah, I had mentioned briefly in a previous episode that the, the Winter, Soldier, Winter Soldier movie is amazing and it's just one of my favorite movies of all time never mind superhero movies or action movies it's just one of the best movies i've ever seen it's on the top five for sure you know? yeah top of my <laughs> list too i have to say one of the things that really struck me was how how hard-hitting that movie hit with i know the scene the movie opens with him and uh yet to be uh, discovered as Falcon. Yeah. Uh, but the first mission he goes on, jumping on that boat and just running mm-hmm. through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, we, yeah. When we we talked about this, like, right after the movie came out, but th- there's that moment when he's on the boat and he does his front kick and the guy just goes flying off the boat. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is, like, a whole new level yep. you know like th- that moment is like okay this is some next level shit right here I, I really appreciated how it wasn't it wasn't anything fancy it was just straight up hard-hitting like go America yeah. go right it, and it was it was a statement it's like okay this is you know the Captain America you saw from the first Avenger okay that was that was great and all but okay welcome to like the real shit right here you know so okay but, but we're, we're we're getting distracted here. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is that, you know, I had mentioned that the, the Cat Winter Soldier movie is so great, it, it kind of eclipsed the comics. I mean, it's almost sacrilege to say, but I would say it kind of eclipsed it. Oh, that, wow. Okay. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I would wholeheartedly say that that movie adaptation was unbelievable and somehow eclipsed the comics. And this is coming from a huge Captain America fan and a cap fan who would say that the winter soldier arc is one of the best captain america storylines ever it's great and you you had alluded to it earlier but yeah uh written by ed brubaker drawn by steve epting totally classic and um at the time 
pretty groundbreaking. You know, it brought a real gritty realism to, to Cap and a whole new angle. There was like this sort of international intrigue, sort of espionage tilt to it. And um, yeah, really, re really good stuff. It's interesting too that, uh, yeah, that, uh, I mean, Bucky, when he originally um, showed up in the comics, uh, he, he, was a, he was a kid. I yeah, think, I think this was following the whole sidekick movement with with Robin, uh, mm -hmm. and I think Stan Lee from the very beginning was like, "I'm not really a huge fan of of kid sidekicks. Like, <laughs> this just doesn't make sense." Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, they, he's that's that's probably one of the most notable deaths that I could think of in the Captain America storyline. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, that that's a good point because. You know, the character of Bucky is an old character essentially created when Cap was created, you know, created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. But the character of the Winter Soldier is a pretty recent creation. He was mm -hmm. created in that storyline by Brubaker and Epting. So the original character in for, you know, 60 years or so, there was no Winter Soldier. Bucky was Bucky, and Bucky died. Yeah, that was it. it he died in World War Two. You know, uh, so, pretty grand fashion too, right? Oh he yeah, rode a bomb to uh, all the way through, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He 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 died in a violent, gruesome manner. He was on a plane that Cap Cap and Bucky were trying to um, defuse this bomb on a drone plane, and. Um, the, the plane blew up, Cap survived, but Bucky did not. Or so we thought. <laughs> right. But yeah, like it's a big a big change to that story, what uh, Brubaker did, where he had Bucky survive in becoming the Winter Soldier, which is a, definitely an awesome character. So I know we're going to talk a lot about, uh, we've talked quite a bit about uh, Winter Soldier. Um, are there yeah. other, other notable story arcs that, uh, that have stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, there's one in the 80s uh, called War and Remembrance. And this is written by Roger Stern and illustrated by John Byrne. And it's great. It's a really awesome storyline. And um, it actually, interestingly, there's, I mean, the whole storyline isn't about this, but there is an issue where Captain America considers running for president. And it's uh we could use a little bit of that today <laughs> yeah and I, that's what i was thinking it's kind of timely because what happens and this is a bit of a spoiler but um captain america decides not to run for president because he thinks that like he uh, uh, amazingly he that he doesn't deserve to like he he's not the man to do it you know and you know cut to 2017 <laughs> that sort of that sort of Humility and like, and you look at the office and uh, office of the president president of the United States right now, and you know some people were saying things along that line where um, people were saying, okay, you know, Trump, you you were elected, but you know, do the right thing and just step down With, and yeah. you know. It would have been a Steve Rogers thing to do, right? <laughs> because, um, yeah, uh, Cap's 
argument was that, oh, he was getting in because he's a superhero, he's a celebrity, and he didn't want to do that for the wrong reasons. Mm, you know, he right. he's all about what's best for the country. You know, he's what's best for America and and completely selfless, selfless, like not considering uh, any sort of self-centered reasons or um, ulterior moti- motives. Um, and yeah, we could use a little of that today. <laughs> so in that story, who ended up taking who ended up taking the presidency? You know, I don't remember exactly the the details of, of that. I just remember that. I mean, there's a great cover where there's actually like buttons were created for cap for president and everything, and he decides decides not to do it. But yeah, the the whole that whole uh, run of cap was was really well written and w- well illustrated. That there's also an awesome storyline uh, with Baron Blood and uh, Union Jack and those are characters who are really pretty awesome too like and and a lot of kind of throwbacks to uh, golden golden age type stuff so yeah I highly recommend anything from that that 80s run from Stern and Burn. I'll have to add that to the list. There you go. <laughs> um, another one I'd mention is um, uh, the the comic artist Jay Lee, who is one of my favorite comic artists, uh, he he did a run of Cap also, mm-hmm. kind of in the early two thousands, and pretty cool stuff. I would say this is not a wasn't a very popular run, um, but I did read them, and I gotta say, in terms of art, I think this is my favorite uh, run of Cap for the artwork. Mm. You know. Not saying a lot because Jay Lee's stuff, like, I'm all about it. So whatever he does, but the fact that yeah, Jay Lee was illustrating, you know, my favorite superhero, and the stories were actually pretty compelling too. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that run yeah. as well. And speaking of which, you got to meet Jay Lee. So favorite artist, <laughs> favorite character. What was that like meeting Jay? What did you say to him? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely fanboyed out. So this is again at San, San Diego Comic Con, pretty, uh, pr- pretty special experience because he was in the Artist Alley, and Artist Alley is a great spot. Although often, I would say, uh, the artists there are maybe not the most famous or the most popular comic artists. A lot of uh, up-and-comers have a table there. And um, when I found out Jay Lee was in Artist Alley, it blew my mind, like, shit, because I know the accessibility there, like, the accessibility to actors, directors, comic creators can be pretty limited at cons. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only uh, check out a panel, um, maybe you get a signing um, to have any sort of like discussion time with them tends to be pretty rare uh, but Artist Alley is kind of the exception right you, you can kind of just walk up to a table and have a conversation and it's very informal by the way Artist yeah. Alley is still sort of the to me the sort of heart and soul of Comic Con yeah uh, with celebrities and movies taking over they're still at least holding on to, to Artist yeah. Alley <laughs> yeah yeah Th- you know that's a good point that's kind of like the last remnant from like the old school 
Comic Con, right? Yeah. Art Sally, yeah. For a lot of the reasons we just we just mentioned, but yeah. So Jay Lee had a table at Artist Alley. This was I want to say uh, 2013 Comic Con. And now that I say that, you're probably all wondering, oh, was he dressed as fucking Captain America? <laughs> no, I wasn't dressed <laughs> as Captain America at that time. How awesome would that be, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jay Lee did have a run on Cap, but he's that that was just kind of a blip in his career. Uh, it wasn't a huge run. And he's definitely not known for that. Like, it wasn't a super popular run. But I definitely let him know, you know, what his work meant to me. Uh, yeah, like I said, definitely fanboyed out. I mentioned how uh, that run of Cap was one of my favorite runs. And I just, you know, gushed, you know, let him know that he's an amazing artist. And, you know, I got to ask him some questions, too. Like, I had uh, asked him kind of what his influences were because his artwork is is pretty unique. You, you see his artwork and it doesn't look like comic book art mm-hmm. so much. And he his response to me sort of reflected that. So I mentioned like, oh, what are your influences? I, I, and I prefaced it by saying, because your, your work doesn't really look like comic book art. It looks more like... Um, well, it doesn't look like comic book art. And he, he said, yeah, like his influence is more like like the, the Norman Rockefeller paintings mm-hmm. uh, from like the, those classic paintings. And um, you can kind of see it, right? You can kind of see it in his work. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. I, I chatted with him for a good few minutes. Um, I got a Captain America comic book signed by him. Nice. I took a photo with him. And also, I got a, a commission from him, too. So this is kind of an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> so so all, everything I mentioned was this great sort of fanboy experience, right? I got to meet this great artist, one of my favorite artists. And he signed a comic of my favorite superhero. Oh, and real quick, uh, the, the comic I got signed was in that arc uh, that I mentioned uh, that he did. But he uh, he only illustrated one cover of that run. He did all the interiors for that mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. but only once did he uh, illustrate the cover. And that's the book I got signed. So, right <laughs> and I had that knowledge, and I let him know that I knew that and all that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know he if he remembered that. But I was like, and I, I pointed out, it's like, hey, you remember this? This is of this cap run. This is the only cover you did. And he went like, oh yeah, like I don't even like. He probably didn't even care. But <laughs> I'd like to say he 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 did know. <laughs> it, yeah, deep down, he yeah. knew. Yeah. He knew. But anyway, so uh, one thing he was doing. Uh, was was commissions. A lot of artists, alley artists, do this where uh, for a usually a pretty hefty price tag, uh, they'll do commission artwork. So basically anything you want. Um, and it can vary from pencils to pencils and ink mm-hmm. to just headshot or full body figure. Um, so I don't think I even knew that this was an option until I was at his table and he had like a little price list, right? Mm-hmm. So once I saw that, it's like, oh shit, I'm, I don't want to miss this opportunity, right? So it's like, yeah, I'd love to get uh, uh, some commissioned artwork of Captain America, you know? And he was like, oh great, yeah. So just, you know, put your name on this list, all your information, and also please pay now. 
which is which is you know relevant to this story because okay so th- this is where I would say um, like the caliber of artists y- you don't typically see uh, a, a, uh, an artist of this caliber at Artist Alley for this reason I'm just about, uh, that I'm about to mention that <laughs> a lot of times okay I haven't done a lot of artist commissions in fact I think just this one by Jay Lee, yeah. Um, but I know that when they when when they offer it, you know, especially if you go early in the con. This is like the I think the first full day, a Thursday. Thursday, I, okay. Yeah. Um, the expectation is you're gonna get it before you go home. Right. Right. That was my expectation. That's it. <laughs> Didn't quite happen. So I mean, the reason I being the caliber of artists and this is subjective you know of course everyone's got their favorites and artwork is a very subjective thing but Jay Lee is a very established artist and uh, he's, he's awesome in my book one of my favorites so to have the expectation that that he's gonna have this ready by the end of the con it was unrealistic because you know uh, he, he's, he's 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 known he, he's, mm-hmm. he's a known guy right so Long story short, I went back to his table later. I asked, "Oh, hey, is you know is that commission ready?" And he's like, "Oh, shoot, sorry, yeah, I don't have it ready yet." So when you returned to his table, did he have a line of people uh, that were that he was meeting at the same time? Yeah, it, yeah, pretty busy. I had uh, so f- certainly I had gone to his table a number of times. Like that initial time when I fanboyed out early in the con and later to check if the commission was ready but I'm pretty sure like I walked by his table throughout the weekend there would always be some people there you know like I yeah. said he's a known guy and you know people wanted to meet him get 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 stuff signed and you wanted to be cordial you didn't want to be like where's my fucking artwork you oh, you, you wanted to absolutely <laughs> yes and you know that's that, again that's relevant for for the, the end of the story too because and this is a guy that you admire too so you don't want to be rude to the guy right absolutely not and I'm telling you uh, that first interaction it's one of those like Comic Con moments you know it's like <laughs> it's what it's what you go to the con for you meet these people who have kind of enriched your life and it's your chance to let them know that y- that they mean a lot to you and um, all that right so yeah, of course I didn't want to be rude. And when he said, "Oh shoot, man, I'm not, you know, uh, I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get your info, and uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll mail it to you when I'm done." And was that a cool thing, knowing that you had his direct like contact information? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, he um, when he said that, he he took down my address and stuff. But to be sure. Oh no no okay here's the thing he 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 had me PayPal him the money mm, right mm. and with his PayPal you know he gave me his email address so here we go I had Jay Lee's fucking email address man like and I wasn't gonna like you know hit him up all the time but just knowing I had it, it was kind of cool what's right? up Jay Lee let's get some coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh, so yeah none of that but it was just cool that, just to have it so um, I didn't leave the con like fuck this guy man. <laughs> Uh, it was ha- I was happy, you know. It was like it was like, oh man, I wish I had the commission, but it was almost cooler that I had his email address. Like, oh, that's cool. And then just knowing that he would send me the artwork later, that was kind of exciting. 
However, <laughs> uh, so Comic-Con, as we know, happens in July every year. Um, time passes. You know, a few months pass, and I'm kind of in casual uh, email contact with them, which, again, is pretty fucking exciting. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like communicating with Jay Lee. Ooh, yeah. we're homies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what started as like, hey, buddy, like, oh, I didn't say, no, I didn't say, hey, buddy, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, hi, Jay. Like, oh, just checking in. Uh, I know I had purchased a uh, commission. Just wanted to see how it's going. And um, and it would always be. Well, first of all, it always takes some time before he responded, and he'd be like, oh, sorry, backed up. Um, no, should get on it soon. Stay tuned. And it kind of went on from there into, again, I, I never went on, I never went into like fuck you mode. I never was rude, but time went on and on and on. And, and all these thoughts were <laughs> running in your head. <laughs> yeah. And like I said earlier, these commissions are not cheap. You know, they're, they, 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 you know, you, you got to shell out some dough, right? For right. good reason. You know, they're uh, they're time time consuming, and you know, and and they they, they take they take some time from these. So, so just artists. the other side of that, um, I'm I'm a bit of a sketch hunter. Um, I'll yeah. I'll usually be around uh, Artist Alley, and uh, the kind of sketches I'm used to getting are just quick head sketches. Yeah. You know, it's just a cool addition to an autograph if that's something that they offer so yeah um, yeah so i'm definitely used to getting so i have a book mm -hmm. of, of sketches and autographs that i have so i'm used yeah. to seeing the completed work done in there and when i walk away it's in my book that is a great <laughs> point because i want to i would definitely want to differentiate from a sketch and a commission um, when you go to an artist alley not just san diego comic-con but any con where they have like an artist alley set up a sketch is very different from a commission. Uh, the the price point, most of the time, sketches are free. You know, they'll do Usually. it for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not always, but yeah, a lot of times they're free. And if they do charge, it's like, know, twenty bucks or something. Right? Not a lot. Um, commissions, we're talking a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, and they're more. Uh, time-consuming and, and the quality of work is is the reason you know th th this is it's like you're getting it's comparable to um, it's essentially like a big splash page that you're yeah essentially getting you're getting a big splash page and like it's almost if there are any um, original comic art collectors out there the quality of work is kind of on that level so they're they're putting forth uh, the effort and time as if they were creating a comic book so that kind of tells you like what we're what we're dealing with here, but that's yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, point that it, a, a sketch is a sketch and a commission is a commission, mm -hmm. and and people who've gotten sketches, and we've both done that. Yeah, it, it's a whole different ballgame for these commissions. So, so going back to my story real quick, yeah, uh, almost basically almost a full year passes. And I hadn't, I still hadn't gotten, I mean, it was almost fucking next Comic-Con, <laughs> and I hadn't gotten it yet. And, um, yeah, I was kind of at the end of my rope. And ne never did I, like, flame him or anything, but I, I did do this. I wrote him an email saying, you know what, um, I really appreciate uh, you offering this, but at this point, I, I think I'd like my money back. Th this email was written. I wrote Jay Lee saying, like, 
okay, it's okay. Please refund me my money. I'm, I'm guessing when you wrote this email, you looked at it back and forth, upside down, to make sure <laughs> that you were comfortable with sending this to Jay Lee. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although, I got to say, at this point, it's sad to say, like, that whole, like, fanboying out that had kind of died out you know like um i was i was in like this guy is fucking me over <laughs> man i was like this guy's just stealing my money you know like I, it kind of got to that level and again i never got rude but i i did ask for my money back and interestingly that's when he said oh my god sorry um this is he was basically apologetic he's like this is really unprofessional and you know i'll, I'll get to i'll get it to you as soon as humanly possible and he did crank it out and i have it hanging yes. in my and home you eventually got it yes I'm i did get it there's a and good ending to the story yeah and it's beautiful <laughs> and uh jay lee is is back on my good side um you know super fan you're 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 good in my book once again <laughs> jay lee so all, all, all is well all is well <laughs> looking forward to the next commission you know what you know how i mentioned uh I've only done that one commission. Mm -hmm. I think we all know why. <laughs> so, well, well, actually, I will say this. Um, I did that one commission. That's the only one I've done. Uh, but I'm not 100% against doing it. If I was to do it again, um, a, a good way to go is pre-ordering your commission. So a mm. lot of artists do this. If you know they're going to appear at a con, uh, you can contact them or contact their people or whatever and saying, oh, I'd love to get such and such commission done. And guess what? They'll be ready for you before you leave the con. And I just remembered, I did do another commission. This was at last year, San Diego Comic Con. Remember I met Ali Garza? Ali Garza, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I did exactly what I just said. I, I contacted him beforehand. I let him know what I wanted, um, the price point. I paid him in advance, and then sure enough, uh, I, I walked. I, wa I I left San Diego that year with an Ali Garza commission in hand. So much better experience. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just nearing about the end of our show. Uh, Henry, are there any books that you're uh, looking forward to this week? Yeah, I was taking a look at this week's releases, and um, there wasn't a whole lot that really jumped out to me, but I did notice there's a new Bullseye book from Marvel, and I'm kind of interested in checking this out because, oh, for one thing, I had heard that the release of this book may lead to an appearance by Bullseye in the next season of, of Daredevil on Netflix. And so that that's interesting. Great and series, yeah. Yeah, great series and Bullseye. You, you can't you can't have a Daredevil TV show without Bullseye. They've pretty much redeemed every character <laughs> in Daredevil from this Netflix series from the Daredevil movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, Daredevil uh, Bullseye is he's a badass man. Like he's one of my favorite Marvel villains. Like it, I talked earlier about earlier about how I like kind of the realism realism in characters. And again, Bullseye is just kind of a regular dude. Um, he happens to be kind of a psychopath, <laughs> uh, but like he doesn't have superpowers, but he's super resourceful, right? Like yep. he can he can kill you with 
with anything, a basically. Clip. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the whole thing with uh, like that Frank Miller run on Daredevil in the '80s. Bullseye was, was was fucking dope, man. Like he could he could kill you with a deck of cards. You know, he he throw playing cards at you, you slice your throat open. Um, there's that one cover of him. Uh, I think he's he's strangling Black Widow, uh, Black Widow with like a hairdryer, and uh, like it's just cool. Like he's just super resourceful. He can kill you with anything. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, wanting to check out this new solo book. Right How about on. you? Uh, you know, I'm really digging uh, the new Batman title. Um, there was this two-part run, issues uh, 14 and 15, uh, where we see Batman and Catwoman get really close and personal. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's these, there are these short little mini stories. Uh, they're continuing the, this week with, uh, with a Bane uh, run. It's called I Am Bane. Uh, mm-hmm. It's with Tom King and David Finch. Uh, I'm really looking forward to reading that. Right on. Sounds good. So this is it. Uh, yeah. Captain America throws his mighty shield. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Excelsior. 